All right, Rich Casson over here in our Buckhead studios, ready for another episode of the Buckhead Podcast, made possible in part by the Buckhead Business Association. Check them out at BuckheadBusiness.org. We've got a great uh, guest lineup here this morning. We've got uh, Diane Bogino in our uh, studio. I was going to say in our restaurant, but in our <laughs> studio, we'll have the restaurant story in a minute here. Yeah. So she's with uh, Performance Strategies. We're going to learn a lot about um, uh, her ideal clients. And what's really interesting to business is uh, two points. One is understanding how behaviors, others' behaviors and the communication styles affects different parts of a business experience from all levels and uh, uh, moving parts of a business. And also this, um, she's going to be sharing with us a unique uh, program that she's rolling out called the Tandem Team X-ray program. So uh, stay tuned uh, for that happening uh, right here in our Buckhead studio on this episode of the Buckhead podcast. It's time once again for another episode of the Buckhead Business Show, being brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association. Broadcasting live from the Pro Business Channel studios in Atlanta. And now, here's your host for today's episode. All right, as I mentioned, we've got a great one here uh, for you on the Buckhead Podcast. Rich Casanova here in the studio. We've got Diane Bogino in our studio, and uh, she's an executive coach helping um, align behaviors with organizational goals. Uh, let me say that one more time. If you're listening, imagine the power of that, right? If you could, uh, in a, a utopia world with your business, align those behaviors all throughout your organization with the goals that you have written on the wall, right? That would be way cool. Yes or yes, Diane? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> all right. Now, um, uh, it's not just, this is not happenstance. This is actually using scientifically based assessment tools, which we're familiar with the power of those. We've experienced them in the past, but you're talking about the application of those, right? Right, exactly. It's, yes. It's it's great in a book or paper, but you actually, <laughs> you're the person that actually like, uh, makes it happen. So, um, also, uh, you're involved in coaching and training. You're working with, uh, CEOs and their executive team. So not just from, uh, one perspective, but that whole throughout the entire, what permeates that culture has to, uh, maintain itself and the continuity through. Yes. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yes. Okay. And the end result is, uh, uh, building a more productive team by tapping into their talent because everybody, everybody in an organization has that unique cell, that secret sauce, that special, uh, that makes them unique. Right. But a lot of times it's not, uh, undiscovered or it's left undiscovered and not, um, brought to the forefront or not really utilized to its max. Exactly. If a manager doesn't know the talent he or she has to work with, right. how are they possibly going to align that to meet their goals that they're assigned with? Right. And draw it out and keep the employee, you know, long term and all the, all the ripple effect of that. Right. Exactly. Um, uh, also, you're involved in uh, leadership effectiveness, performance, and development. Um, and you can check all this out as we're um, having this conversation. Uh, your website is just uh, performstrat.com, short for strategies, but it's performstrat.com. All right. And um, a little plug for the BBA. You, uh, we see you quite often at the BBA. How long have you been involved in the BBA? What's your what's your uh, BBA about, story in 17 seconds or less? Yeah. <laughs> Don't tell them. I'm about to sign up for my third year. So. Oh, wow. Nice. Congratulations. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. And I serve uh, on the board as well. Okay. So uh, I think they're a great organization because there's such a mix of businesses there. Right. You know, whereas NSA is a great organization as well, but yep. it's speakers. So, yeah. you know. Uh, you get a really good exposure to a lot of different people and businesses at BBA. Okay. And they do so many things. My goodness, 
you can't lack for something to go to at BBA for <laughs> right. sure. And we use a couple of uh, initials there. So the BBA Buckhead Business Association, as we mentioned at the top of the show, check them out at BucketBusiness.org. And you mentioned the NSA. It's right. the other NSA, right? right. Not the National <laughs> Security <laughs> Administration. I don't carry a gun. <laughs> right, exactly. National, yeah. National Speakers, Speakers Association, yeah. Georgia chapter. Yes. And we cross paths there as well. I've attended a few of their events, but uh, Michael Moore is the conduit here, right? right? So he's right. a past president of the BBA and a very active member of the NSA yes. or National Speakers Association right. as well. Yeah. Yes. So before we jump into this, so how long, how long have you been involved in the NSA and what are some takeaways or observations or your best pitch for joining, I guess, or what are some of the resources or? Uh, yeah, I, I've been a member of NSA for about 20 years. Oh, wow. Yeah, so wow. I started when I was 12. Get your gold watch <laughs> in a few years, right? <laughs> yeah, really. But uh, whereas Toastmaster uh, teaches people how to speak, right. uh, National Speakers Association are speakers who do the business of speaking. They actually make a living going oh, wow. out and speaking and helping companies meet their goals. Yes. You mean I can make a living at this? Because <laughs> I, t- I speak. Nobody told you. <laughs> right, exactly. Right, Ro. <laughs> Stick with me. I'll make you a star. All right, nice. Okay, I'm going to write that down. Quote, we've got that recorded. <laughs> Yeah, I'm following you home here to your next <laughs> event. Yeah, um, yeah. The I've been a, a Toastmaster back in the day, mm. but it's a skill set like exercising anything else. And so we have a Toastmasters meets right here in the building. I think second and fourth Friday, and visit a couple of times. You you don't realize what you kind of forgot until right. it's you know until you're reminded of it. Exactly. Yes. Okay, so let's jump into uh, first this whole pre- premise of this tandem team X-ray program. So it's on your site. You can, uh, if you're there, you can check it out now. But what, um, what's the backstory? How did this kind of come about? And then we'll do a deep dive into uh, the takeaways. Yeah, um, you know uh, there are good programs out there that will work with the whole team. Like you might go on a retreat or something. Right. The uh, what did they call that paintball? Or fire walking. Yeah, or something. Right. <laughs> so I was in a paintball uh, exercise. Oh, really? Well, I got shot early because I'm not exactly a <laughs> soldier. Right? <laughs> and so I had to sit out the rest of the time. And I'm thinking, you know, yeah, that's a this is not much of a bonding experience. Right, yeah, here. Yeah. And um, so what the tandem team x-ray does is it actually works with every individual and then the team as a whole. So every individual gets an a x-ray of themselves, their talents, their skills, 25 of their competencies in rank wow. order. Yeah. Their business acumen score, their leadership score. Now, how do we get this? Uh, there's a test, I guess, it's a self-profile assessment. assessment. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And it's like a 360 view of yourself. Wow. But then. It's like going through a CAT scan. Whatever, <laughs> right, right. Exactly. <laughs> so then I take all of that information and I give the CEO an x-ray or a picture of the entire team. Oh, okay. So now that CEO has the talent that they can work with right or they know now know what they need to add if they're going to meet their strategic goals yeah instead of just we have these goals but how are you going to go about it exactly. right other than just uh mapping it out and breaking it into courtroom a monthly uh, right. objectives so um extrapolating from that so then the, the ceo the leadership or the organization can look at uh, all the components of their team look where the skill set is at and how that aligns with the goal and then assign that person or those people in those departments or with that pro- those projects? Mm-hmm. Exactly, yes. Okay. So uh, any manager, any executive knows how now to better manage their people. In fact, in this assessment, there is a sheet on how to manage the person. Oh, okay, based and, on that right, uh, assessment. Right, and how to motivate that person. Okay. So there are some strong tools in there where there's really no excuse for them not to use their talent at its fullest. 
so from the leadership, the C, the C-suite to the regional or second tier, to the manager all the way down to the um, the frontline employee. Exactly. You can drive it right through the organization. I like to start with the executive team sure. because they need to know what's going on as they assign this to their managerial staff right. and how the managerial staff should use it appropriately. Now, during that process, do they reflect and analyze, um, here's challenges, what went wrong in the past, and now we can see why that transpired? Or Exactly. And sometimes I've had a CEO call me and say, hey, you're either going to coach this guy or I'm going to fire him. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So giving that 360 picture, if you will, of yourself, a person can really then identify their behaviors and see what they might be doing wrong. But more than that, it tells them why they do the things they do, which is even more important. So it's really quite a deep dive. So talk to us a little bit, um, big picture, like, what does the assessment tool look like or what are some of the uh, experiences as part of that process? Uh, well, you take it online. So, okay. so it's very okay. easy to take and you get a 72 page report. Immediately. Oh my gosh. Yes. Absolutely. Wow. I didn't know there's. <laughs> <laughs> and then I even give them more information after that. So yeah, so I, I can debrief them as a team, right? which is fun or individually, or sometimes I've done both. Right. Yeah. And then do they have then the follow-up with team experiences or whatever, or is this just, uh, or they just uh, take that assessment and work it into their, uh, their typical business protocol, whatever, other processes? Yeah, what I like to do is, uh, in a group debrief, is each team member will tell a little bit about themselves. Okay. Then the CEO, after they get that big x-ray of the right. entire team, now we can start doing some strategy sessions. Like right. you might want to do a day-and-a-half retreat. Okay on projects that you need to get to. For example, I was working with a bank in Montana, and they wanted to get to be a billion-dollar bank, and they are now a billion-dollar bank. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Insert applause right there. (laughs) That's pretty awesome. Wow. Um, Okay, so you mentioned – so are there kind of a la carte services as far as your, you know, from your coaching and uh, your services in terms of this um, team x-ray process? So could they just do the online assessment and then uh, implement whatever program they feel appropriate from there? Can they bring you, you know, on site to do the experience and or a, um, are, do you have a long, longer term engagement where you uh, check in with them at certain, uh, you know, key a point or I mean key, uh, uh, timetables or yes. what does that look like? <laughs> oh, that's a, yes, that, that, was a, that was a rapid fire question. <laughs> well, what happens? I can make a note. Ask open ended question. Yeah. Right. Um, one of the things that can happen after everybody takes yeah, the assessment. That's what I was, is, That's the question I was going to ask. <laughs> is a coaching process. Okay. So if a person wants to take coaching at that point, um, the CEO typically leaves it up to each individual, each team member, if they right. want to go into coaching. Okay. So can, they can do a three-month or a six-month program. So I've had people sign up three times for a six-month program. Wow. Because you know, Rich, as well as I do, that right. when you do coaching, you get into personal lives and business lives, family, business, finances, everything. Uh, because you have to be happy in all parts of your life right. to really be a good performer at work. Yeah, because when we were talking earlier about this assessment and the seventy-two page report, I think for it, uh, I was going to mention that it's not you're not just um, dealing with that person during eight to five; it's the whole person, right? Exactly. And I imagine a lot of people have um, different levels of 
life-changing experiences. Mm. Just realize, okay, my habits are not, my communication is not working with uh, my team at the managerial level, right? Or maybe my communication, now I see my habits of why, you know, my uh, kids or my family or other people are uh, not understanding what I'm trying to communicate or why there's friction or why there's not adoption, if you will, right? That's right. And that's one reason I don't like to call them tests because there is no right or wrong answer. And it's not, you know, good or bad. It's people being able to use their talents to their fullest. Some people don't. Look, I've had people come in and do a resume and wind up crying because they didn't realize, is that me? Am I really that good? Yes, you are. (laughs) So it's quite powerful. Yeah, with a 72-page report about you, what's right and wrong with you, I can imagine being an Oprah moment, right? Right, You are kind of crying. (laughs) Well, it just lets you know, let's say you're a CEO or an executive, you know, who should you hire around you to make up for what you're – look, we all have strengths and and weaknesses. But maybe we only want to build those strengths, or maybe we want to build a weakness, or maybe we want to go run with our strengths and right. hire someone to help us fill those gaps. I imagine in some cases, I'm looking at your website also, these case studies, mm. uh, which is interesting. And um, But I imagine some of these uh, corporate experiences or company organizational experiences have resulted in um, rattling their cage to a point, right? That yeah. like, wow, we got to get rid of this person, unfortunately. And there's probably some been, um, in some cases, minor to some major changeovers, right? Oh, sure. And, you know, it's better for both parties. You can't be effective in a job that you're not a good fit for. Right. Okay. Or a culture that you're yeah. not a good fit for. Let's face it. Every company has different cultures. Every company values something different. Right. In the hospitality industry, they have a certification called the CHA. I think they almost value that more than they value a, a degree from right, college. Right. So uh, I had a job once where they valued that you come in on Saturday. Huh. <laughs> yeah, well, even if you didn't have to, to do some right. extra work. So uh, it, you just have to be aware of this. That's one thing that when people get a job, they really need to investigate the culture of that company well yeah. before they do, actually. but. Once they're in there, for sure, they need to network inside the organization, which is something people fail to do quite often. Right. Um, and you were kind of mentioning about this, um, uh, the organization, not not to get too sidetracked, but and, and some and some organizations, there's after all this process takes place, they have this awakening and perhaps, uh, uh, like I said, to a small to a major restructuring. And uh, sometimes it's, it is, it, it originates from the leadership mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and, um, that's a very difficult conversation or process. And we won't mention the name and it's kind of, it may be, uh, we want to kind of keep this evergreen, but in, in current day, there's a large organization that, um, uh, you know, had a, uh, market value projected at $47 billion, uh, once, uh, you know, um, they, t- they attempted to do an IPO, uh, they realized that the the founder he removed himself from the board, <laughs> yeah. right? And the true valuation was like less than you know eight billion or six billion. So, um, so sometimes we think about the the team, the organization that we have to uh, change the employees, but sometimes it's from the top down. Correct. You may have right. to change your business model. Yeah. You know, uh, sometimes a company, uh, for example, had a client. Uh, we discovered through this process they needed somebody to be on business development. Right. They needed a trainer, and the CEO needed an assistant to help them be more productive. Right. So it could be changes like that. And, yes, sometimes people do have to leave. 
Yeah, and you mentioned like changing their business model because sometimes it, it just hasn't it hasn't kept up with uh, current trends, technology. Uh, I mean, looking at uh, this is not random, but in terms of businesses keeping up with the times. Uh, just a few years ago, vegan was like an outlier, right? And now it's it's starting mm-hmm. to kind of make its way into mainstream. There's a lot of uh, big time companies that are incorporating uh, part of their main menu. They don't call it vegan per se, right? But it's a it's an alternative. Right. And if you haven't kept up with that, if that's your if that's your niche or your industry, you, you're going to be in trouble at some point. Same with technology, right? Um, I know a restaurant that could probably be more <laughs> effective if it had number one jumped onto technology mm-hmm. sooner and number two used it more effectively right uh, in terms of social media for example right you can't ignore trends yeah yeah th- that's a great that's a great quote almost right Cause you, you have to be aware of them and then decide how to react and at the very least you may not go all in and change your entire approach mm. but you can't be reluctant to not 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 adopting not just social media but you mentioned like a restaurant um if you're not on a delivery service if you're not offering people the opportunity to order online mm-hmm. and either pick up or do you know beyond just showing up to your bricks and mortar mm-hmm. yeah you're going to be you're going to have a situation right? right okay so let's um let's uh, switch gears here to our next topic and again reminder listeners you're listening to the Buckhead podcast here on the Pro Business Channel Network, Rich Casanova alongside Diane Bogino. <laughs> right? We got, You're getting really good at I get really good at that. I could almost do it without notes by the end of the show, right? <laughs> um, and she's with uh, Performance Strategies, Inc. You can check them out at performstrat.com. That's the website. And uh, also we'll put your LinkedIn on there as well. Um, all right. So let's talk about, um, we kind of hit this in the uh, the deep dive on the Tandem Team X-Ray program, but the the one of the outcomes of that is understanding, uh, again, behaviors and communications. Give us some examples of um, where communication styles work for and against people, or how do you say, uh, you know, what are some, you know, red flags that the communication is an issue? And if you can give an example of that and how you go about kind of correcting that or, you know, changing that style. Correct. Different behavioral styles communicate differently. Okay. As a manager, you need to know that because you can't bark at one person because they may not be able to know how to handle that. Right. Of course, I agree that people need to toughen their skin if they're going to be in business or yeah. even have a job. Right. But my own self, I'm a high D, and I have to be careful about how I communicate because I'll just say, boom, 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 boom. boom. <laughs> exactly. Get it done. <laughs> That's yeah, right. Right. Don't get ask it, me any questions. Yeah. Make but it happen. Other people aren't like that, and yeah. I have to be aware of that, particularly in coaching. If you're going to coach somebody, yeah. how are you going to impact them with your message? So if you talk to them in a way that they don't like to be communicated with, then you're not, they're not going to listen to you. Let's right. put it that way. So um, if you know how to speak to your coworkers, a team can be far more effective if they understand how to communicate with each other because even a whole team has a culture right. and an EQ score, if you will. Yeah. So if they don't have a high EQ, in fact, my next article on my blog that's coming out to, uh, Wednesday and yeah, right. tomorrow – uh, it talks about that very fact about how you can give a team a higher EQ score. Right. And part of that is through communication, both inside the team and if you're the team leader. Now, now as you were talking, I was thinking uh, in terms of organization, we have this big picture culture within the within the company, right? Mm-hmm. 
But uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you almost have subcultures, right? Because in different departments, they're wired differently, right? Sure. So your IT is a different experience, right, than it is your sales or, or your marketing, right, right. Uh, or your uh, visionaries, right, mm-hmm. of your leadership mm-hmm. team, right? Uh, so talk to us about that, um, you know, because you have to define those subcultures, right? Correct. Let's say you're in a meeting. Right. Let's say you've got to have marketing there, you've got to have sales there, you've got to have IT Production there, and- right? So look at the different behavioral styles that are going to be at that meeting and how are we going to get all of them to, number one, contribute, right? Uh, not put somebody down. So you've got to be transparent. You've right. got to give your people a voice. Let them be able to talk, be able to draw the shy ones out, like maybe a high S that isn't really, or a high C that may not want to communicate all that much. Right. You've got to ask those questions and get their contributions to it. So even in a team meeting with a diff- with different teams. Right, you have the department just, heads or whatever, right? Anybody, yes, yeah. exactly. Um, and I'm visualizing that, that team meeting right now in my <laughs> mind, right? And so a bit of an aha moment. So I think it would behoove the uh, the facilitator for that meeting, right, of um, of – their interaction with that organization of being being transparent, letting them know that, you know, for our warehouse facility and for our IT and for our marketing group, we have you all at the table, and here's what we're rolling out this program. But here's uh, where your organization or your your uh, team uh, can best um, use their skill set to make this the project execute the project right. Right, and every all of those people have talents that they bring to the table, so. Again, if if you're addressing the wrong person with the wrong talent challenge right. for a task, then you're going to have disaster. Yeah. Along with just running a meeting well, having that facilitator, as you mentioned, right, and ensuring that they have good facilitation skills. Somebody needs to take minutes. Maybe everybody can't attend, so you right. have to think of those people because they didn't have any input. Yeah. Speaking of taking minutes, so uh, back to communication, I think it would uh, make make a good business practice when you're, whether it's a physical meeting or virtual or just in uh, communication is that you probably need different forms of communication, right? Cause the people are again, wired differently. Um, so the written, uh, the visual, all those, uh, you know, touch Audio, points, right? Yeah, right. Exactly. Yes. So everybody does, uh, like to learn differently right. or get the information differently. And that's one thing that people need to know, let's say, about their boss. Right. Does your boss prefer emails? Yeah. Does your boss prefer text messages? Right. Does your boss just want something at the end of the week? You know, give A me summary, everything yeah. at once. Yeah, right, yeah. And let's just deal with it then. So people need to know that communication uh, element right. to really be successful in their jobs. That's a great point. In a, a former organization I was involved in, that was one of their things they would ask to ask uh, – you know, when you interact with a client, it sounds like what we what I call a BFO. I don't know if you know what a BFO is. <laughs> a business coach told me years ago, you may want to write this down if you're listening, but it's a blinding flash to the obvious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? A BFO, blinding flash to the obvious. And that is uh, when you're communicating with, a, uh, in this example, a um, an employee with a customer, ask them what's a preferred method of communication, right? Because um, those touch points you mentioned, I mean, in some cases, I prefer email for the most part. But then if you, if you, um, other people like, we actually had a, a person, uh, 
this morning I had an email communication. They said they didn't get the email. It went into their spam folder, and um, they would have preferred text. So some people are like, call me on the phone. You know, I don't want to read a long text. And right. my, one of my policies is after the 12th text, whatever, we need to get on the phone, right? <laughs> because this is, <laughs> exactly. this is too much, right? That's for sure. But some people, you're right, because whether it's the manager to the employee to the customer, people, some people are annoyed, you know, Stop texting me. How did you get my text number? Right, just send me an email so I can address it when I'm sitting in front of my computer or uh, voicemail or what have you. Right. Right. You know that's a, that's a good point you make, Rich. Because think about this: not only do your team members have different communication styles, but so do your customers. Think about yeah. in a hotel. If you could train your employees how to read somebody's communication style much right. quicker and adapt to it, yeah. don't you think you'd have a much happier customer experience or guest experience? Is that is that a loaded question? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that would be a yes <laughs> and a yes. A yeah, yes, yes. Absolutely. And you, you mentioned uh, restaurants and uh, you mm-hmm. mentioned hotels, mm-hmm. hospitality. That industry is really uh, adapting all of this these new options. And you know, if you're if you got two hotels across the street from each other, um, the one that has come on board with this and makes it a um, a more user friendly experience mm-hmm. or allows again, uh, you know, I I don't know, I don't like. Um, too many companies, you know, sending me texting and, you know, uh, when my, I don't, I don't need to know all my flight schedules and everything else. I don't need them pinging my phone constantly. Right. I can just, it's either the plane's going to leave or I'll be there or whatever. Right. <laughs> um, but that's kind of allowing those, those, uh, that customer to opt in. But if you don't have that in your system, right, then it's not even an option. You're dead in the water. Right. You know, to a lot of new, the, the people that, ha, that have adopted that, right? Okay. So our final topic, um, let's, uh, before we wrap things up here, is let's talk about your ideal client. So uh, either from some uh, client experiences you've had in the past, or maybe some organization you haven't worked in certain industries, or is there a sector that really kind of is hand in glove mm-hmm. for you, I guess? Well, certainly I enjoy the hospitality industry okay. because that's my background, yeah. but I also work uh, in banking. But anyone who has a team that isn't functioning properly, uh, I can bone up on the industry uh, in in no time. It's like I gave a speech one time for the Forest Service, and after I gave the, the program, people would come up to uh, the person that hired me and say, where does she work in the forest company? Right. And he says, she doesn't work here. She just did her homework. Right. Yeah. So that's what I do for clients is I do my homework if I'm not that familiar with the industry but I've worked in a lot of industries, including government, so you can imagine what that takes. Oh, man, that's another show, yeah. <laughs> yeah I just had a brain vacation while you were saying that, yeah. <laughs> I don't even think people working in the government want to be, be there, right? Right. Uh, so <laughs> Shout out to our government employees. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, yeah, I've worked in education. I've worked in healthcare. Wow. So, yeah, a lot of different industries. So uh, how do you divide your time or how much is focused on uh, one-on-one coaching as opposed to most of it is probably organizational? And in terms of companies, what's the smallest or the largest? Uh, well, actually, with? for companies, I prefer small to medium companies okay. because decisions get made yeah, quicker. And yeah. they're, they're experiencing growth sometimes, so I really like to help yeah. with that. There's a program for, for small companies, uh, and there are different stages because companies do go through different stages of growth. And you can imagine the change that happens oh, yeah. in that. Uh, let's talk about communication issues, right? <laughs> fear, stress, <laughs> yeah. you name it. So yeah, it's um, when you when you bring people together with these assessments and use that tandem team X-ray program, it really makes a big difference for change. Yeah, and I can see that 
why that would make sense as far as the small to medium sized companies because that's something that they're they're probably having a challenge when they call you in, right? right? And so they have an immediate situation or, or a challenge or problem, and then you can come in, do the assessment, and from two points you can see the actual change happening. Mm-hmm. They can see it because they can pivot. Mm-hmm. That's the one benefit of being um, a smaller organization. Sure. You know, they don't have all the red tape as opposed to coming in, let's coach AT&T Global around the world, right? Good luck on that. No, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hope you got a lot of years uh, <laughs> available time-wise, right? Um, finally, do you do uh, webinars or um, other types of tools, right? I've done uh, webinars. Uh, I've done, I actually had a uh, client in South America, oh, a wow. coaching client, yes, and we did a go-to-meeting. There's yeah. a plug for go-to-meeting. Right. But yeah, we did six-month or three-month coaching program, wow. and it was very successful. Yes. I would say uh, go to South America sounds more <laughs> more fun, yeah, instead of go-to-meeting. Yeah, <laughs> That's another app, whatever, yeah. It's a right. very yeah, niche sure audience. <laughs> I'm sure there is, right? All right, Diane, well, it was a pleasure having you here on the uh, in our studio for the Pro Business Channel uh, and on the Buckhead podcast. Uh, give one more plug for the BBA, people that are not familiar with the Buckhead Business Association, why they might to uh, join and, you know, give you your best uh, membership recruiting message, I guess, yeah. Right. Well, the speakers we have are cover all sorts of topics, and they're very interesting. You learn not only a lot about Buckhead, because, of course, Buckhead Business right. Association is geared toward that, but you learn a lot about Atlanta's growth, um, what's happening in terms of transportation, infrastructure, just all kinds of things, health care. So we have some really interesting speakers that come in. All right. Well, uh, Diane Bogino, it was a pleasure having you here in the studio, and we look forward to uh, continuing the conversation. On behalf of everyone here at the Pro Business Channel and the BBA, uh, we'll look forward and see you on the next episode. Thank you, Rich. Absolutely. Our pleasure, yeah. Thank you for joining us and our guests on the Pro Business Channel. Use the social media links here to share today's show and stay tuned for the next episode of the Buckhead Business Show. Brought to you by the Buckhead Business Association.